time to hate watch with us. And today, something amazing is happening. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. So I don't know if you remember, but back when this first started, we said that we were starting with episode one of a thing that we hope to do for more episodes. Right. And today is the 10th anniversary of our weekly podcast. <laughs> the 10th anniversary. The 10th anniversary. It's the 10th anniversary. Congrats, we made it. We made it to 10 episodes, which like is 10 weeks of publishing, but in reality is probably more like 12 to 14 weeks of work. That's right. Yeah, we've been doing this shit since February. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> I think they know. <laughs> They've been listening. Well, we didn't start posting until March, so they don't even know. They don't even know. So, welcome to our 10 anniversary. 10 anniversary. <laughs> 10 anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I woo girls for posterity. <laughs> Remember that time? So this week, to commemorate our 10 anniversary, we wanted to highlight some top 10s in our lives. So uh, it's going to be a pretty loosey-goosey episode, y'all. You know, maybe hit pause, go get you a glass of wine, get you some podcasting juice, get you some coffee. Don't hit pause if you're driving. Play it cool. I don't know where you guys listen to your broadcasts. You can pause and drive. Well, but you shouldn't pause and drive and get coffee. I I guess if you're going through a drive-thru. I don't Listen, know. Don't tell people how to live their lives. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> this is America. You can do what you want. <laughs> I have a coworker who has started responding to all things with, it's Trump's America. Don't tell me yeah, what see. to do. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> It makes for a really safe and inclusive work environment. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so in all seriousness, we are going to do an hour of our top tens. Um, we thought we had designed this somewhat as a show. Uh, a show. A game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We it's going to be a show. <laughs> we thought we had designed it as somewhat of a game. I think instead, we're just going to say words at each other for an hour, which is very different than what you might be used to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, do you want to start us off, Kels? What am I starting us off with? Uh, hit me with the top ten. Let's just dive right in. Am I going in order of our pre-planned list? You, it's Trump's America, baby. You do whatever the fuck you want. Wow. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> You don't need, we, we have a spreadsheet, everyone, in case you wouldn't have assumed that after listening to our Office Supply episode. Um, <laughs> Do you want to take a second, Kiersey? Oh! Oh! Sorry! <laughs> Do you have something to say about Office Supplies? I have something to say about Office Supplies! Um, oh, after this, we're going to do our top ten Office Supply. Um, so... Yeah, we are. One, one thing I forgot to say last week when we talked about office supplies that is extremely important is I forgot to declare my eternal love for binder clips. And I'll spare you um, the... Uh, 
I'll spare you is the bottom line. Um, I really love binder clips. Binder clips literally hold my life together and thank God that they exist. Worth noting, I only use little binder clips. Big binder clips can suck it. Really? I only use big ones. Wow. We don't live the same life. That's for sure. I feel like so I, we like we archive the things that are different about our lives because they are so few and far between. One of them is that Kelsey likes the color navy blue and I don't. And add to the list, binder clips. But it's like that Andy and April quiz where we just compliment True. each other. In There's so no binder ways. clip left behind in our love story. <laughs> I feel like that could be a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no binder clip left behind. All right, Please top 10 office supplies, go. Top 10 office supplies. Paper mate. Flare marker pens. Mm-hmm. Paper mate ink joy pens in all 10 colors or whatever size that pack is. Um, little binder clips, preferably if it comes in the big pack of little boxes so you can have a little box on your desk and the big pack in your drawer. Post-it notes. Post-it notes in every size possible. Yep. Can um, I have binder clips in every size so that we take only one instead of two different items on this list? Oh, sure. You can have a variety of binder clips. Okay. I think we're up to five things. I thought we were at four. Yeah, five. Okay. I don't know. Counting is hard. Let's go. <laughs> a color phone, a color phone, colorful phone charging dock. That's specific. Colorful file folders. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. File folders are good. Cute hanging art. One inch and three inch binders. We have one more. It's a race. Who gets the last one? A planner. One? Oh, okay. An Sorry. oldie but a goodie. Is that lame? It's a classic. It's fair. All right. We got office supplies. What's up next? That was mine. Um, let's do top 10 one-hit wonder boyfriends. Ooh. So one-hit wonder boyfriends is people that protagonists in a show or movie dated for like one scene or one episode, but didn't matter in the overall arc of the story. Um, okay. One-hit wonder boyfriends. The, the therapist that Phoebe dates in like season two of Friends. I have... The Swede from Friday Night Lights that you probably don't know who that is. No, that's a good one, though. How do you know? I, because it's a Friday Night Lights reference. All right, that's fair. I just trust you. Um, I have a great one. Mm. I'm just going for it. Victor Crumb. Oh, shit. Oh, Lavender Brown, for that matter. See? That's good. Um, I'm going to go there, as long as we're going there. Brandana <laughs> quits. Ooh, I have the lawyer. Ooh, yeah, Justin. Justin. Justin the lawyer. That's a good one. I also have oh. Scooby from How I Met Your Mother. I was just going to say um, that guy that Anne dates that makes her wear Western clothes. Oh, he's not. Do we even see his face? We him? never meet him. There's just an episode where she shows up wearing like Western clothing and Leslie yells at her for becoming her boyfriends. I like that. Um, I have one who is not a one-hit wonder, but might as, like, might as well be a one-hit wonder. Okay. Tell me if you approve of this or not. Roy. Yeah. Yep. He's a one-hit wonder. I'm calling it. That works. Um, also, a friend's reference, the, his name is Joshua, and he plays soccer, and Rachel dates him to get back at Ross. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> That's Ted. Do we have more Let on this go. one? That's a good one. That's a good one. No, it's your turn. All right. 
No one's, if no one gets our references, I'm sorry, you can tweet us and tell us <laughs> that you don't get it and we'll explain, I guess. And all of you just drink twice. Like, that's why I advised you to get a drink at the beginning of this game. So you drink once for every reference you get, twice for every reference you don't. So good luck. No, we can't advise that. <laughs> why can't we advise that? Oh, no, you're right. We can't advise that. <laughs> Pick one or the other. Don't do both. <laughs> and disclaimer, your choices are your own. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Let's do top 10 musical episodes. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I've got the musical episode of Scrubs, the musical episode of Xena, Warrior Princess, and the musical episode of Bones. All right. I have the Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode, the oh, one where shit. they have the, the really great song about past the mashed potatoes. Yes. I also have a combo pack, but all of the Robin Sparkles episodes yeah. by my mother. Yeah. That's a good combo pack. Also, I'm going to say the Unity concert episode. Oh, sure. Can count, maybe? Yeah, I'll count it. I'll allow it. Um, what else you got? Anything? Oh, musical episode of Buffy. Okay. <laughs> um, while we're just by some thinking time, the uh, <laughs> musical war, or war, musical episode of Xena, Warrior Princess, Xena rides on horseback and sings War, What Is It For?, Wow. Yeah, it's it's really grand. It's good stuff. It's worth that noting that that's grand. where I stopped watching Xena. <laughs> <laughs> it's in like season six or like somewhere really late in the show's run. That was the moment? Yeah, that was it. That was good for me. Wow. Um, I'm going to add on the, there's a awkwardly long musical number in one of the Gilmore Girls revival episodes mm. that's terrible. So I'm going to just... Tack that on there. Yep. That brings us up to eight. Your count is always one off from my... Damn it. <laughs> Are you at seven? Yeah, but we can be eight. Because I don't have two more, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Shucks. All right. Well, what if we move on and know that we need to come back? All right. If you have two more musical episodes you'd like to us to include... <laughs> Please tweet at us. <laughs> tweet them to us two weeks later. <laughs> I'm not going to say this every time we don't know. Continue the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what a buzzword that is. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's your turn. Okay. Um, top ten kitchens we'd like to have. Barney's. Really? On How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, well, it's a little, it's got more dark finishes than I would normally be into, but I really like the layout, especially given that he has a small apartment and it has a view to the window. Oh. Interesting. Yep. I'm going to go with the new girl kitchen. Oh. So, have you ever seen Wings? No. Uh, It's this great 90s sitcom that I, like, grew up on. It was, like, my bread and butter in my childhood. But um, one of the main characters, Joe... Has a really great kitchen. Um, it's really great for Joe. It's really great for Joe. Like, it's, <laughs> well, it's, so it takes place on Nantucket. So it's like, it's supposed to be like the inside of a traditional cape, but it's really big. It's like a big cape. Um, And so like, you walk straight into the kitchen, except the kitchen is like bigger than my living room. Um, And so then like the layout of the kitchen is the whole, like, it's L-shaped and it's the whole back wall. And then there's a dining room table in the middle. Wow. Yeah. It's just, like, very open. That's really great. Yep. 
so. Um, and I'll it just... looks like the 90s, so it reminded me of all the apartments I lived in in my childhood. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to contribute one of the houses from Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon and Adam Scott's kitchen, that is, like, large and beautiful and majestic. Oh, you know what? Late season Ben and Leslie's kitchen. The the one that makes us cry? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, because they have that- No movie. context there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. Kitchens make us cry. <laughs> Collectively. Um, so I'm going to say one that I resent, but I feel like I have no choice, um, because it's cliche as fuck, but Monica's Kitchen and Friends. Okay. Not because of the kitchen itself, mostly just because of that big ass, like, bump out window that looks out onto the, um, back porch. Gotcha. Yep. That's fair. It was a really good Um, window. I'm going to do the kitchen from Everwood. Okay. On the WB, Never seen circa, it. like 2006, Chris Pratt's original television series. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't anything special, but I just liked it. <laughs> just a real good kitchen. It was a, just a solid kitchen. Mm-hmm. Actually, I feel that way, as long as we're talking about like WB shows, I feel that way about the kitchen in Veronica Mars. Um, it's like a very basic kitchen, but it's like solid um, and they eat a lot of ice cream in it. <laughs> I'm also gonna tack on the Mad Men kitchen in the Don and Betty house. Oh, really? Because I would have said in his second wife's house. Mm-mm, not for me. Okay. Maybe, like, their kitchen's, like, probably very similar to my kitchen because my house is old. <laughs> Except mine, mine is uglier, but if mine had, like, the cute, like, pine yeah, cabinets yeah. and stuff, it might be a little quainter. They did a really good job with that kitchen, too, of making it look dated, but making it look, like, updated for its time. Like, this is the thing I think about with house hunters' houses all the time. They walk into these houses that are, like, wall-to-wall, like, fucking granite, and talk about how updated it is. And, like, we all know that 20 years from now, like, our kids are going to be walking into these houses and be like, oh, fucking granite, like, this shit is so old. Looks like right. my grandmother's kitchen. Um, but at some point, that was timely for someone. And I think on Mad Men, they did a really good job of splitting that difference. I agree. All right, I've got, I've got, I'm torn. Oh, tell me. I've got two more I could add in only one, one spot. Add them both. It'll be a bonus. House of Cards. Which one, though? They have multiple kitchens. The first one, I believe. In their townhouse? I believe that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, mostly because they're always just clean and I want a clean kitchen. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't have to clean. <laughs> <laughs> that the stagehand is cleaning for you. Right. Um, or Meacham, Threecham. Oh, poor Threecham. <laughs> this is for another time. <laughs> Threecham! Threecham! <laughs> Drink twice, everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, my other one was going to be the parent trap, um... The California house in particular. All right. Got a a pretty sweet kitchen. Nice. It's on a vineyard, so, like, you're winning already. Truly. Let's do... Mm -mm. I'm debating between several that I'm excited about. I'm, like, warmed up. 
I'm hoping you don't pick any of the ones that I have zero for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick all the ones that you have zero for. Probably. Um, well, it's timely because we talked about it last week. So let's do top ten characters that the writers like as much as they want you to like. <sighs> okay. Ted Mosby. That was a given. <laughs> what a cheater. Um, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Um, Frank Underwood. Yeah. Although by season four, I'm going to say it, Claire Underwood. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Julie Taylor. Mm. Jeremy Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, some of his stuff is funny, but not most of it. And I feel that way about, um, John Ralphio, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the tertiary characters of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Although not Tammy, too. I did like Tammy too as much as the show wanted me to. Right. That's for sure. All of the replacement bosses on The Office. Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. Especially the Will Ferrell replacement. Yep. He was the worst. He was the worst. That was a dark time. Oh, I remember watching that every week and being disappointed every week. No, I made a conscious choice not to do that because I knew that it would break <laughs> my body. I suppose. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. This is going to get me possibly fired. Jim Halpert. You're right. You're not wrong. Yeah. I mentioned this last week when we talked about The Office, but, like, there are things about The Office that did not age well. And, like, the Jim Halpert, like, good boyfriend trope, like, that particular model of good boyfriend did not age well. I mean, he's like a Ted Mosby. He is a Ted Mosby. But, like... With less ridiculous humor. Like, The Office didn't try to dress him up to be absurd. Right. Um, which they... He was very taken serious all the time. Yeah, that's one thing actually in rewatching now that really strikes me is, like, not only is he meant to be taken seriously, but dude has no sense of humor. Like, I know no. he's the jokester, but he is fucking serious all the time. Like, I want to punch him in the face with his own jello stapler and be like, lighten the fuck up, Jim. <laughs> You tell him. <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> All right, three more. Um, I'm going to say everyone on It's Always Sunny. Okay, I'm with you. Everyone <laughs> on Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, that fucking show. And actually, I don't. we don't have to count this if you have something better, but everyone on Community. Everyone on Community. Everyone on Community. <laughs> wow <laughs> I like that those last three were just like we hate everyone everyone like, the moral of top 10 10 10 anniversary might just be that we hate everyone that's for sure <laughs> and you may hate us by the end of it <laughs> there may be no 20 anniversary because you may have already fired us <laughs> no one would blame you no one would blame you um your turn alright let's go with top 10 where are they now okay Suzanne Wong from the original House Hunters ooh that is a good one <laughs> where is she is she okay has anyone checked in with her recently <laughs> on that HGTV um 
road. Let's just add on the third property brother. I was just the gonna standing say item. <laughs> the third property brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to add Chad Michael Murray to this list. Oh my god, that's a good one. Like, where did he go? He really had a fucking moment. And then, I know. where did he go? I have all the DVDs of One Tree Hill. Believe me, I know about oh, this moment. Tyler Hilton. Yep. Yeah, One Tree Hill pals. Where? What happened? I don't know. I actually saw he was playing somewhere recently, so he's still alive. Yeah, he still tours. I actually have seen Tyler Hilton in concert and have met him and had an autographed poster. Ooh, look at you. And it was when One Tree Hill was on the air, and I didn't watch it. I didn't find out until, like, a week later that he was actually on TV. Um, Yikes. But if I had been on Tumblr at the time, I guarantee that there would have been, like, a girl who would have ripped my eyes out for it. That's fair. Yeah. Speaking of, like, teenage heartthrobs, Shane West. Who's that? From a walk to remember. I have to drink twice. You know I don't know rom-coms. If it's not That's a not a rom-com. rom-com. You know I don't know romantic anything. It's, it was a romance. Yeah, it is not a comedy. <laughs> I just automatically said comedy because rom-com goes together. That's for sure. <laughs> those are those are words that come out of your face at the same time. They are words. <laughs> How many are we up to? Four. <laughs> I'm going to add... Um, Steven from Laguna Beach. Oh. <laughs> Most of the cast of Laguna Beach. He's going to be real washed up by now. Actually, um, I like a month ago, I found myself randomly Googling for Heidi and Spencer. I was like, what are they up to? They're like having children. Do they have children? They are going to. Dear Lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you think their unaltered DNA looks like? When was the last time anyone saw their unaltered DNA? Ew. They should. That should be tested. <laughs> uh, that's a really good one. Um, Tom Tom Kenny, voice of SpongeBob and many other Nickelodeon favorites. Ooh, what's that dude doing? Wasn't um, he also no? That ah uh, shit. What was what was the girl's name who like became the new Tom Kenny? Oh. She was the voice of Timmy Turner. I don't know what her name is, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway. That chick. Yeah, that chick. Um, the third child on Mad Men. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who only came around sometimes. What about Matt Wiener Weiner's kid? Wait, wasn't he the creepy son? Yeah, he was the creepy kid. <laughs> Glenn? <laughs> Wait, we haven't talked about this. Matt Wiener Weiner gave his kid the most disturbing role <laughs> on that entire show. Has anyone, like, there's been a lot of writing about Mad Men. Like, I actually feel like we should ask Matt Solar Sites. But has anyone actually stopped to think about, like, the psychological toll that it must have taken on Matt Wienerweiner's kid, like, on Tiny Wienerweiner, to, <laughs> to have his father not only have him be a, t- <laughs> a child actor, but in that role? Like, they're, especially, like, in the early seasons with him, like, the episode where he asks for a lock of Betty's hair, there's no way that kid <laughs> knew what he was doing, but he must have known it was weird. <laughs> I don't know. He's been raised in the Wiener Weiner household. Do you think the Wiener Weiners are good about therapy? <laughs> Mr. Or and Mrs. Wiener Weiner, are they good about therapy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
child, like, maybe should have been claimed by child services. <laughs> who who do you think was more likely to be fucked up on set? Um, Wienerweiner Jr. or uh, the oldest madman child? Bobby? Or, no. Or, um... No. Uh, Sally. 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 Oh, she's fine. She's fine. Oh, okay. Well, because she had some, like, fucked up stuff. Yeah, but she was also, like, not Matt Wienerweiner's son who, that's like, true. wrote him this part. That's true. That's extremely Like, that's true. a whole new level. What do you suppose it says about Matt Wienerweiner's psychology? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Mostly that he's, like, really into inappropriate relationships with... Everyone. <laughs> Yeah. Literally everyone. I'm Googling Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Gleb because that's the name of the villain in the Anastasia of, like, Broadway production. <laughs> so Gleb Wiener Weiner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just looked up his name. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this poor child. Oh, no. His name is Martin Holden Wiener. <laughs> What? <laughs> the important thing here is that his middle name is Holden and his last name is Wiener. other son was in one episode as well. Was he? But a less memorable role. Why was Matt Wiener-Weiner so busy farming out his kids? Top ten moments that Matt Wiener-Weiner used his children as slave labor. Guess who else did that? <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Chris Columbus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Save it for Columbus Day, Kelsey. It's like the hardest thing in my life to not say all my feelings about Chris Columbus before Columbus Day. <laughs> That's going to be a three-hour special event. Columbus Day is a nationally recognized holiday in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hate Watch Nation. Oh, boy. Anyway. We're at seven for Where Are They Now? Okay. Oh, I don't Lord. know if I have three more Where Are They Nows. Okay, well, what about the cast of Sex in the City? Where are they? Like the others? Yeah, where'd they go? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they had happily moved on and then decided to just keep making Sex in the City movies, and then after that they dropped off the face of the planet. It's probably for the best. What about the extras from Airbud? Meaning, like, the extra dogs. They must have had, <laughs> like, a litter of dogs from Airbud. And then what about the sequels with all the puppies? Where are those What dogs? about the extras in every movie ever? <laughs> Where are they now? What about every person? <laughs> There's seven billion people on this earth. Where are they? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, two more we can do. <laughs> uh, 
Judge Judy? Where's Judge Judy? Isn't she still print- making content? Is she? Good for her. I don't think that show's ever been canceled. I'm so proud of her. How many cases do you think she's litigated? A lot. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, I have no way to know. Uh, one more. One more. I'm counting Judge Judy. All of the men in Gossip Girl, the Ooh. three main male characters who have disappeared since that show. <laughs> what a we list. made it. That was a really diverse list. <laughs> oh, God, is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, we can't bring up the Weeder Weiner family in this one. <laughs> well, I have bad news for you. Oh, no. I had already picked my category before you said that. <laughs> Top 10 costumes definitely purchased in an L.A. thrift store. Oh, no. <laughs> Anything that Fat Peggy wore. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> she had that one, like, yellow plaid skirt that she wore for basically all of Fat Peggy. <laughs> definitely an L.A. thrift store. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I have most things that Kate Hudson wears in Almost Famous. Yeah. Oh, that fur coat? You know that fur coat yeah. had some stank. Oh, yeah. You know there was some stank up in there. There was. Actually, you could probably say that, like, like I imagine that Cameron Crow, Cameron Crow, probably <laughs> just went and, like covered himself in adhesive and then just rolled along the walls of an L.A. thrift store and called it the wardrobe department. <laughs> Were you just looking for a way to insist that you know it's Cameron Crowe? I Crow? know who Cameron Crowe is. <laughs> you made a huge mistake. I have a biographical knowledge of his life and his time writing for Rolling Stone and traveling with the Who. Like, I know trivia about Cameron Crowe. Except for his name. I got thrown off because because they're both Crow, but also there's a character in the movie named Russell. You got thrown you off three individual times. <laughs> I was talking about Russell Hammond. Crow. <laughs> Russell Hammond. Who was probably and born at an LA thrift store. He's a he's a where are they now? Oh, he's a good where are they now? Where is Russell Hammond? Oh, also, I remembered um, like a week ago that the lead singer of Stillwater is named Jeff. Oh. So, there you go. Why would you ever be named Jeff? His name was Jeff. No offense to and the Jeffs out there, but <laughs> sorry, your name's kind of um, lame. And the drummer was named Ed, and he only had one line. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are you continuing to assert that you have an exhaustive I know things! Okay? Alright, you know things. <laughs> um, so, in that thing you do, the, uh, he's not the bass player, he's like the, the backup singer, backup guitarist, Lenny. He mm-hmm. wears a lot of, like, it's supposed to be set in, like, the early 60s, and he wears a lot of these, like, button-up, often Hawaiian shirts. L.A. thrift store. For sure. Yeah. Lindsay Bluth's clothing. Yeah. Some of it, not all of it. No. Um, definitely Tobias's clothing. <laughs> also Tobias's clothing. Definitely they had a lot of fun finding cutoffs in LA thrift stores. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, you know that's where they got all their cutoffs. 
For sure. They 100% did. <laughs> We're only at four. There's an episode of You're the Worst where they rent costumes for, like, a Halloween party that I think are definitely L.A. thrift store mm-hmm. material. That's fun. Because there's not that much difference between an L.A. costume store and an L.A. thrift shop. Well, no. I think most people get their Halloween costumes from thrift stores. Right. What's that place in Cambridge? Ugh, that place is a dumpster fire. It's horrible. You literally, like, sift through clothing like an animal. Yeah, there's a room. In a pile. It used to be a pile. It's now, like, a room because they got so big. Um, But it was the dollar pile. And it was just, like, a heap of donated clothes and you could go and fill a trash bag for a dollar with, like, yep. these donated clothing. And uh, there are pictures of me on Facebook um, with a friend who came to visit me where we are literally laying in the pile, like, as if it were a pile of leaves. And, like, Gross! You can, it, I can't believe I came out of it without bed bugs. But, you, like, Ew. we are literally buried inside of the clothing. And I was, I was still, like, two feet off the floor. That's so gross. Yeah. So, like, people make the trip out to this place and, like, jig through the piles of clothing, and it's wild. And then it's, like, three stories of just, like, cheap Halloween costumes. I have something to contribute. Yeah? Everything on the Americans. Okay. As an 80s period piece. What about, um, what about Jesse Pinkman's wardrobe? Yeah. I could, yeah. He's got, like, a lot of band t-shirts and, like, ripped up jeans and stuff. That's true. Or, like, what about that one girlfriend he had in particular? Um, oh shit, the, the girl with the black hair. The the girl from that other show? Yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> we're good at this. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about? That one? <laughs> yeah. The girl from Jessica Jones. Yes, that girl. She was also a child actor, but I don't remember in what. So I think we covered all of Breaking Bad. Oh, oh, this one's legitimate because it's actually been confirmed by the people in the wardrobe department, the uh, the lawyer chick from Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Ha. That one should get bonus points for being technically accurate. That is technically accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wardrobe department, like, purposefully has her dress in mismatch black. I love that so much. Because the point is that she's trying to fit in in this high-power law firm, but she's not a high-power lawyer yet. She's working her way up the chain, and until she does so, she has to fake it till she makes it. And right now, we all kind of fake it till we make it. It's so real. That's a really great one. Um, I'm also going to contribute um, Wet Hot American Summer with some, like, serious 90s clothing. Yeah. There's a lot of denim in that. Yeah, I'm having thoughts now to other, like, I'm again thinking of Veronica Mars. I didn't even know you'd seen that. I've seen a couple seasons. I'm working my way through it. I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like, we are definitely doing a segment. I haven't even heard you say it once. What do you mean you're watching it? (laughs) I've been watching it for, like, three months now. How dare you? (laughs) I didn't know you cared about Veronica Mars. How dare you ever not tell me what you're watching? Oh my god, what was the other thing I got mad at you about for watching that I didn't know? S-Town? Oh, that's right! I was still in my boycott phase for S-Town because I always start by boycotting a property, and Kelsey started listening to S-Town without telling me. And you were so mad, and yet I can't be mad about Veronica Mars. (laughs) Well, you weren't boycotting Veronica Mars. Well, no, but if you were watching it, I would have watched it with you. (gasps) 
We should watch it together. We could be best friends. You also got mad because I watched that other show with Kristen Bell. The Good Place. Well, that's just because I thought we had agreed we weren't watching it. I was just confused. It was a miscommunication. Oh my god. I thought it was a joint boycott. Uh, no, but I had one. Um, this is not technically a show. We technically have no way to prove it, but Sarah Koenig. <laughs> that's ten. We did it. <laughs> for literally no reason <laughs> talk to Kirsten <laughs> I, I really respect and admire her journalism <laughs> I also think she's a product of LA thrift stores <laughs> I don't think she's a product of it I think she's a living LA thrift store. I think she is the living embodiment. <laughs> LA <laughs> better. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong though. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, it's your turn. <laughs> All right, we're going to change gears a little. Top 10 hot dads. Ooh, hot dads. Michael Bluth. Oh, damn it. Haha. <laughs> That was rude. Eric Taylor. Uh, does, does Adam Scott count? Oh, yeah. Because Ben Wyatt is a dad. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to add um, Don Draper to that, too. Yeah, he is a hot dad. Reluctantly. Can I add my one true dad? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> my one true dad. <laughs> um, do we... Do we need to connect you with Wiener Weiner Jr.'s therapist? <laughs> no. I'm gonna be fine. James Potter. <laughs> that was way too quick, but yes. Uh, Do we know that he's hot, though? Yeah, I mean, there you see him. There's there's an actor who portrays him. <laughs> oh, is there? Yeah, there is. All right. He he has a a, a physical form. <laughs> does he? He does. He's there's um there's a couple wizard pictures of him dancing with Lily, and then there's two different occasions in which he shows up as a ghost and protects Harry. Well, there you go. Yeah, I have someone, but I'm nervous. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, well. I haven't watched the full um 
piece of content, so I'm not 100% sure. Oh, that makes it spicy. Let's see. Hold hold on. His name's going away from me now. I'm Jane the Virgin. Oh, 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 oh. Like, it begins with an R. Yeah, Raphael. Yes. That's a real good one. He is a hot dad. My yeah, My is. Raphael thirst is so real. Like, I almost <laughs> couldn't watch for, like, a little bit in season one because I was still getting over being so attracted to him. Like, it was distracting. Can I tell you a thing about him? Yeah. There is documented on television, I believe, scenes with Raphael and Chris Pratt together. No way. On one frame. Yes. That's a lot of thirst. They were on Everwood together. Oh. It was like the greatest show of my whole life. That's really good. I know. Whenever Raphael smiles, because he doesn't do it very often, he's like a pretty solemn character. Whenever he smiles, it like, there's like a part of my brain that just like fritzes out like a 12 year old girl. He is just very pretty. Like, you know how people talk about the people in their teenage years that were responsible for their sexual awakening? (laughs) It's like, it's like I'm starting from that point all over again. (laughs) Do you need Matt Wienerweiner's children's psychologist? (laughs) Aww. (laughs) we're at seven seven Um, hot dads i'm just gonna throw jim halpert in the mix and i'm also gonna throw in um hmm, i don't know if i want to do that actually oh yeah i was gonna throw in rob delaney but he's not that hot i thought about it too so he he falls into like the brandana quits category of like mediocre white men that are like not so attractive but are really attractive Right. I'm attracted to them, and I don't know why. Right. I'm also going to say Matthew Reese on The Americans. One more. <sighs> Come on, it's your turn. I've done, like, two in a row. I'm working on it. It's really tough. I I can't explain it because I this is not a reflection of a thing I believe. It is simply a reflection of my brain thinking of things like a gumball machine. But I keep coming back to King Triton. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. Wow, you definitely need that psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. I don't actually think King Triton is a hot dad for a variety of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) But you do. I don't. I'm just having trouble thinking of other dads. And he's a very shirtless dad. All right. You know what? He's going to be your hot, hot dad. dad. He's, He's going to be your hot dad. dad. <laughs> He's your one true dad. He's my one true dad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It's made all the more uncomfortable by the fact that Ariel refers to him as daddy. Yikes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and on that note. Woo. All right. <laughs> Um, how about top 10 properties for drinking games? What would you make drinking games out of? Well, I'm going to throw in one that, because it has a built-in drinking game. Yeah. New Girl and True American. Oh, yeah. I've still never gotten to play True American. Me either, but, like, everyone I've ever met in life always has, like, never played it, but wants to play it. And I think that's very strong for, like, a mediocre comedy. I just can't believe we've never played it at the 4th. 
It needs so many props. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of dangerous. So True American, the premise of it is that like, it's basically like the floor is lava. So you have to like climb on, you have to like make an obstacle course of furniture and never touch the ground. And then you also have to know a lot of like American history facts. Yeah. And be able to shout them like at random. Yep. Yeah, so. the the rules are online, so it's worth a Google, especially if, like, you're going to be spending time with like-minded people. But, we, yeah, we don't know anyone who's ever played it. Maybe this year will be the year. I hope it's the year. Guys, if we get 10 followers on Twitter by the 4th of July, we will play <laughs> True American and podcast about it later. <laughs> I was going to say live cast the whole thing. No, <laughs> live no. on Facebook. No, um, no. If you have played True American, though, definitely tweet us at Hate Watch with us and, like, tell us the whole thing. Tell us everything. Tell me everything. Tell us if it's a horrible idea also. (laughs) Warn us. The Family Guy drinking game, because for me, that is the drinking game that started it all. Ooh, wow. Um, House Hunters and the House Hunters spinoffs. Also, Mario Kart. Oh, Don't Drink and Drive. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The Pokemon drinking game, which has four rules and is guaranteed to get you turnt. <laughs> is that for the TV show or for playing it? The TV show. Gotcha. It would be really difficult to make a drinking game for the actual video game. I also made a drinking game to Aladdin once, but it was not as much fun as I would have hoped. No. Oh, you know what's fucking lit, though? The Spartacus drinking game. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, so not the 1980s movie, but the Stars TV show that was like four seasons. Oh my god, if you have never seen it, please turn off this episode right now. Go, it might not be on Netflix anymore, it comes off and on depending on what Stars is up to with their distribution contracts that week. But find it somewhere and watch it because oh, there's just so much happening. Talk about thirst. There's a hot dad right there. Spartacus is a hot dad. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. Wow. So, uh, watch Spartacus, play the drinking game. It's lit. That's a great recommendation. I've never watched it, and I would like to, just for the drinking game. <laughs> I would be happy to initiate you. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, that's six. The thing of it for me is, like, you know, most most properties have something that repeats, And, like, really, that's all you're looking for is, like, anything that repeats enough, like, motifs or parallelisms so that you can drink to it more than once. But it's not just about that. There is way more to it than that. Ooh, I've got one. Tell me. Do the right thing. Oh, drink for that red filter. Waterfall that red filter. Yes. (laughs) It's a Spike Lee movie, and it's wild. Basically, the only thing you need to know is that it has way too much red filter. It's really it's meant hot. to be symbolic. It's really hot in New York City that summer. It's so hot. So everything's red because it's really hot. It's so hot. <laughs> uh, we're at seven. We're at seven. The Hate Watch with oh. Us drinking game? <laughs> the Hate Watch with Us drinking game. Also, I feel like Great British Bake Off could have a oh, drinking it game. It definitely could be a drinking game. So I'm going to throw that out there. I, there's also a Bachelor drinking game. For and sure. And if we're being real, the only way to get through that show is by drinking. I can only imagine. <laughs> One more. I'm trying to think of something like like a universally known property that has a drinking game attached to it. 
Well, I mean, you could do, like, State of the Union drinking game. Well, there you go. You just contributed to this. <laughs> Everyone loves a good State of the Union drinking game. Debate drinking game. Presidential debate drinking game. You were, like, very on that for years. Yeah, this election cycle, I watched all but two of the GOP debates and all but one of the Democratic debates. And that's from the primary through the general. That's, like, a lot of dedication. Why do you think I needed to drink? I, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, As, like, a fun status update. If we do one more top 10, we will have 10 top 10s, and then we will have had the top 10 top 10s for 10 anniversary. Wow! So are we picking, like, our penultimate? Is it our ultimate? I don't know. Yeah, penultimate is, like, not last. I'm gonna do top 10 scenes that should have had Wonderwall as a soundtrack. Oh, fuck. You are so much more equipped for this one than I am. But I'm, I only have two things written down. So oh, really? Really oh, just God. going on the fly here. Oh, I have one. You have one. You want to start us off? Yeah. I mean, you could say pretty much any episode of, or any scene in Friends when Ross and Rachel were on. Um, but there is one scene um, pretty early in their relationship where they just like spontaneously start sucking face in front of Monica's window. I can't remember the circumstances, but it's, you know, just sudden kissing. Wonderwall. Love it. Um, I'm going to say the scene in the notebook when they're like, when she, they're in the rain. You have not seen this movie, have you? Yeah, I have. You have? Wonderful. Yeah. I'm not you, completely You said you useless. have no knowledge of, of romance. I mean, just because I've seen the thing doesn't mean I, like, have a working knowledge of the thing. So I'm going with the scene in the rain. Yes. Yep. Absolutely Wonderwall. Or um, the scene where they're making out in the water. They, like, run into the ocean together. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to add the final scene of How I Met Your Mother, where he goes back to Robin. Oh, Because it's that's douchey a good enough one. to have Wonderwall in the background. That's a really, really good one. This is the, I, this doesn't count as a separate one, but I also thought of the scene from Friends where um, Ross plans to propose to Rachel in the planetarium, and they're, like, making out on the picnic blanket. I feel like I should have a more exhaustive knowledge of Friends, but it's too hard at this point. I am honestly shocked at how many of my examples come from Friends. Like, you would think I spend a lot more time with Friends than I actually do. That came out wrong and is also not untrue. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a Freudian slip. Uh, (laughs) um, The scene in Almost Famous where Penny overdoses... Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. Better than that. The scene in Almost Famous where... Um, where they sing on the bus and they should have sang Wonderwall instead. Oh, my God. They could have been singing Wonderwall. <laughs> the scene in Almost Famous where they are all in the hotel room and Will is watching all of the band-aids, like, yep. run around with the different band members and... Um, like, Jeff is chasing that one girl around with his guitar, and then he's, like, watching Penny Lane, like, get drunk. Um, and there's, like, there's, like, this cut of, like, them making eyes at each other, and it, like, cuts until their eyes get closer and closer. It's, like, close-ups. Yeah. Wonderwall. Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say all of Do the Right Thing should have been soundtracked by Wonderwall. <laughs> 
I also think that in Say Anything, when he holds up the boombox, it should have been one Yes. Oh my god. Someone please make us that supercut and tweet it to us immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. How are we up to? How many Uh, are we up to? Five. Five? (laughs) We're up to five. Um, The scene at the very end of That Thing You Do where... um, What's his face? The drummer guy where he finally kisses Faye. I'm going to believe you on that one too. There's been like a lot of sexual attention the whole movie and she's dating the lead singer and he turns out to be a dick. Um, And then guy walks out of the hotel after the band has broken up and he turns to her and they're like saying goodbye for the last time ever, even though they've had all the sexual attention the whole movie. And he turns to her and he's like, when was the last time you were kissed? And, and then and then he qualifies like really truly good and kissed. Yes, I know the line. Um, and she spits out a date, and he just looks at her and he goes, "Okay." And then he like grabs her hair and like goes all in for like this kiss. Wow, Wonderwall. <laughs> Sounds like a Wonderwall moment to me. <laughs> Anytime. There's a love triangle moment in the Hunger Games. Yes. Oh my god, the entire time she and Pete are in the cave. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, any scene of uh, from Divergent of Four and uh, Triss? Yep. Yep. Especially, I've only seen the first movie, but especially because there's all these scenes of him shirtless on the balcony. Like, me, just anytime oh, yeah. Thor is shirtless, Wonderwall. Like, that's his shirtless song. He's aware of they now. Oh, that's true. He really is. It was funny. I didn't realize. Also a one-hit wonder, probably. <laughs> I didn't realize that he has an accent in real life. So he's trying to do this, like, American accent the whole movie. And I was like, dude, talks funny. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's because he's not actually American. <laughs> That'll happen. Uh, yeah. Um, we're at seven. We're, we're at seven, seven Wonderwall moments. Oh, you know what? That scene in The Lion King where Simba and Nala are getting reacquainted after being separated for their entire <laughs> childhood and Can You Feel the Love Tonight is playing, that should have been Wonderwall. Yes. <laughs> However, Can You Feel the Love Tonight was used flawlessly in the f- first episode of The Americans. Oh, really? Flawlessly. That's a compelling reason for me to go and watch it. I know. I think it's the first episode. It's in the first, very beginning of the first season. Um, I think it should have been used throughout every time they're saving someone's... Actually, I'm just going to say house. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I was trying to think of examples from Scrubs, so you got me. (laughs) Just house. Just house. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, every time Paul Hollywood taps the bottom of a loaf of bread. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of super cuts, we would like you to tweet us. (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. Make that super cut. I will pay you, baby. Oh, man. 
<laughs> God, are we at ten yet? Because that just <laughs> we're at nine. Really we're at nine. Me. So you have to top Paul Hollywood and his bread. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh. oh man, this was a fruitful category. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to top it. Okay. I'm gonna do anytime there's a family moment between Christina and Twerk. Ah, uh, yeah. Whenever they get in their SUV to drive yeah. to their newest flip. Yeah. Wow, that was a fruitful category. <laughs> well, that's the end of this category. I think we got a great return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> Those high-end finishes really added to make the home seem more valuable. <laughs> we were really over budget for a little while there, but I think in the end, the high-end finishes really made the difference. I know my child likes to do puzzles. <laughs> I've done them with her all the time. <laughs> That's from the HGTV prestige classic, Flipper Flop. <laughs> you didn't pick up on our twerk voices. <laughs> Real estate is a high-risk business. I borrowed money from my dad's uncle's friend. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay him back. The good news is the high-end finishes will ensure a high return on investment in this property. On to the next one. We're gonna use the same tile in the bathroom that we did in the kitchen to save money and create a unified look. <laughs> oh, do you- do we want to go with top 10 things they say on HGTV? Well, I had a category called top 10 reasons why we can prove that Christina is a cyborg. So <laughs> this is pretty close. Uh. Oh, man. You're welcome, world. Uh, I have to tell you, world, it is a pleasure to have this esteemed position in our society. <laughs> this is <laughs> producing this content to deliver to your ears and your brain space every week has been a great honor. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I take this responsibility very seriously, for with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord alright All right. so we've done 10 we've done 10 so and we had a bonus round of Christina and Tor <laughs> but nobody asked for it nobody asked for it but it's only because they didn't know they needed it they didn't um is there anything that you want to do as another bonus round or anything you want to call out <laughs> um what about top ten favorite credits? Okay, okay, I can sequences. I can roll with that. All right, credit sequences. Right, I don't know what else you call it. Do you, by series or by individual sequence? It could be whatever. Okay, well, I I know I've already referenced this tonight, but I really like um, the credits for that thing you do because they do like the where where are they now thing where they like say what happened to each character after the movie, um, but they do it with like. The, so there's this whole thing, 
um, at the end of the movie after Faye gets dumped by the lead singer, where she's going through her Polaroids from the tour and she's like cutting him out of her pictures. Um, but she keeps all the ones of her and Guy. And so in the credit sequence, they reuse a bunch of the Polaroids that they showed her flipping through. Nice. Super artsy. It is artsy. Yeah. Um, if we're going that route, I'm going to throw in something I've already referenced and say the parent trap ending <laughs> that shows their fairy tale wedding happening with a bunch of pictures and then the butler and the maid get engaged at their wedding. Oh, wow. It's a big day. It's and it has a great song. <laughs> There's a lot of really good Pixar endings, but um, I'm thinking in particular right now of Monsters, Inc., um, where uh, at this point all of the monster world has stopped scaring kids and now we're making them laugh instead. And so they're showing um, Mike, who's the little green monster, just like doing stand-up comedy for kids. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. I'm going to do the ending of Just Friends, where they go back to Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit doing um, karaoke to um, a song that I can't remember now from the 90s. Is that what you do karaoke to? Yeah. <laughs> to music? Well, I can't remember the name. Of it. It's like a 98 degree song or something. It's amazing. Oh, hold on. So it just reminded me of like four other 90s movies. That had really great credit songs. Um, so I was thinking of the 98 Degrees song that ends Mulan. Do I know that song? You should. I've never seen Mulan. Fun fact. You've never seen Mulan? No. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait. You've never seen Mulan? No. I know the premise. I've never seen it. You've seen 300, 400 plus movies and you've never seen Mulan? Yeah. You've been friends with me for nine years, and you've never seen Mulan. Yes. I think my heart just stops. Like, I don't think I'm breathing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I know the songs. Does that help? You know, a couple episodes ago when we talked about how um, information in narrative makes me feel like my entire world has shifted if I don't see it coming. (laughs) I now live in a different universe, Kelsey, than I did a minute ago. I didn't know you were watching Veronica Mars without me. I don't think that's the same. I think it is. I don't think so. You haven't seen any of the movies that I love in my life, so. But this is not the same. It is the same. You haven't seen The Parent Trap. I have, too, seen The Parent Trap. I have seen it on multiple occasions. I remember parts. I'm culturally literate in The Parent Trap. Uh Uh-huh. Lord. I'm so... I don't even know what to do with you right now. But anyway, so there was that song, that 90 Degrees song from Mulan. (laughs) And then uh, there was also (laughs) um, the cover of Journey to the Past from the end of Anastasia. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I know that one. Does that count? (laughs) 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 So sassy. Fuck, those weren't even the two I was going to say. I had something completely different. Um, Well, it's your turn now. You gotta pick up um, the slack. All of the Bob's Burgers 
end credits because they make a ridiculous song for every single one. They usually just reuse Linda's songs. Not always, though. Not always. But if she had a song that episode. Right. They expand on it. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. And they make their own animation for it. And it's just really great. Super fun. Oh, I remember. Well, now it seems really dumb after all this buildup. The credits for the series finale of Parks and Rec. For the series finale? Yeah. Are they different? Yeah. Um, For that one, they did, they showed a bunch of clips of all of, like, the last recordings. So it was, oh, like, yeah! different, like, last um, actors' days on set or, like, last time filming in this location or, like, whatever. Yep. It was, like, all the different lasts. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, that was lovely. That was really lovely. Also, that was not 98 Degrees. It was all for one. <laughs> God, I can't believe you got that one wrong. I'm sorry. What I are you it. thinking? So there was a, uh, a little-known VHS tape that was distributed from McDonald's in Happy Meals in the 90s, in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was about a half hour, and 15 minutes of it was, like, behind-the-scenes in sync stuff, and the other half was Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, and um, Everybody knew about that, didn't they? It's almost impossible to find in the world now, though. Oh, yeah. Um, it took me years of Google searching before I was able to find, like, concrete evidence of it existing. And so far... And if you guys know of this, please tweet us. But so far, I haven't been able to find the entire thing on YouTube yet. There's bits and pieces of the Britney Spears part of it, but not the whole thing. Hmm. So if you happen to have a digital copy of that VHS, please tweet it Digital, to us. digital, get down. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but the credits of that are like <laughs> a cut of the different NSYNC and Britney Spears songs that they had in the video. Like, like mixed together? No, 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 no. It was like a song and then a song. Do I need more? We're at six. Huh. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I'm going to give House of Cards some props because there are no less than two different episodes where the cut from the last scene to the credits mm. was like really fucking something that's for sure so i'm gonna give them their due for being able to do cuts to the credits i'm gonna do catastrophe for kind of the same reason but more because of the musical cue that comes in yeah you really like their own music well because it comes in right before it cuts Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like their episodes are so short that you don't expect it all the time Mm -hmm. and then it comes in and you're like Oh, everything's great, and then it cuts. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Oh, I'm going to kick it back to Wings again, because I really like their theme music. It's like this classical piano thing. Why don't I it's even lovely. know what that show is? We'll watch it someday. As you are educating me on rom-coms, I will educate you on Wings. Deal. One more. Uh, I can't even... Th- Think of any. Hold on. <laughs> well, don't look any up. That's cheating. No, I'm going through the list of content that I've viewed in my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna give us props for our outros, our outro music in particular. I do like our outro music. It's a nice rap. It is. <laughs> but we still need one more? One more. <sighs> well, if you want to fill in... Our 10th yeah, end you, credit. I think it should be a fan fill-in for the last one. A crowdsource. 
Yeah. If you have an idea for what the 10th top 10 end credit is, or any other content that we've discussed in this episode, please tweet. <laughs> tweet us at hate watching this. <laughs> My brain broke. I was like, please tweet. Please. Please. <laughs> Do the thing. Do it. Just put your tweets into the universe. Whether or not we're there, but preferably at Hate Watch with us. I promise we're there. We are there. We're ready for you. Our content is fucking lit. Like, you will not regret following us on Twitter. Won't, I promise. Satisfaction guaranteed. Top we'll 10. We'll respond Hate to you Watch with, with a custom tweets. GIF and everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you have other top tens, tweet them at us, send us, send us mail, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. If you have other thoughts or feelings about the episode, we're ready for them. We are. We apologize a little for this episode, but this is a present to ourselves and not to you. It's true. This is really all about <laughs> us. Although we really appreciate you joining us on this journey, uh, both the journey of this episode and the broader journey of our time together. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. You guys are all pretty swell. Thanks for joining us for our 10 anniversary, And uh, we're looking forward to the road to 20. I promise next week we'll be normal again. <laughs> that is quite a promise. Don't oversell I mean, our abilities. That's fair. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.